This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On this episode of Minutes Heard, we continue highlighting entrepreneurs who have started their own brands, created their own products, or have provided a service that aims to give back. The following gentlemen that I have met have worked hard to build their businesses and endeavors, and they don't aim on stopping anytime soon. Sit back and take a listen. What are you passionate about in your life, man? I'm passionate about living life according to how I feel and just seeking absolute happiness. Uh, there's a lot of things that people consider the norm, and that's not really the norm because it contradicts how you feel and you know your happiness. So that's what I'm passionate about, along with helping other people realizing that their dreams don't have to just remain dreams. Their dreams can become part of reality. So those are the things that I'm passionate about. Um, That's a great answer. I try. I try. What, you sound what, sincere. What does life motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it? Because I know every day you got a, a new opportunity to do something. That you never know what uh, may present itself to you. So as long as you wake up with a positive attitude and not let the things that may affect you and know that those things are temporary, then you always have something to look forward to. Alright, so what motivates you to get up every day and basically like hustle and grind and like try to get these books out? Um but because I'm focused on inspiring people and and you know I've I've been at the bottom so many times that there's no place else to go but up. And I know that if I can't generate the energy to, 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 to love myself and do what I have to do for myself, then I can't convince anybody else to, to respect what I'm doing. So, you know, I have to invest the energy into myself. You know, one of the main things I think about being an entrepreneur is that um, you have to manage your effort. So you know how much effort it takes to get that quota or that thing you want. You know, just like you being a filmmaker, you know what you have to do to, to come out with the, the best film that you can possibly create. So I know what I have to do, the rituals I have to do to come out and sell the most books and, and captivate the most people and really get myself out there. So, you know, it starts with my morning workout and, and all the way to, to me getting outside and kind of keeping a positive energy about me. So, you know, no matter how many people turn me down, I always tell them enjoy their day, have a good day, and, and keep it positive. Answer the question. I just briefly explain what the book's about and, you know, like you were telling me. Yeah, the book is called Necessary Evil, and it's uh, based on the social ecology of New York's drug trade during the mid to early 90s. It's loosely based on a lot of my experiences, but I changed the names and locations to protect the innocent as well as the guilty. I sold uh, uh, 12,000 copies so far, all independently. So it's a powerful piece, man. You know, I think it's something that's really needed because I talk about urban life in a very educated, from a very educated standpoint, and I explain a lot of the social ills that might affect a lot of young black urban Americans. So, you know, it's a powerful piece. Now, I can't even say young black urban Americans. I got to say urban America in general, and it defines the culture of New York City during the mid to early '90s. A lot of times, we don't capture that in a story form. And uh, if you can, just like describe one of the most memorable moments of you, like writing the book, or like uh. just. Like selling the book, like. Um, Peace, gang. All right. One of my most memorable moments. Um, shit, it's so many, man. It's so many. 
I mean, writing the book, I used to just write it wherever wherever I was at. I write on the train, you know, write in my write at work. You know, I was always just working on the working on my craft. But it wasn't until I had the courage to go out and sell it that I really got to experience the people and, and, and their feedback. And I ain't gonna front. A lot of times, it's very hard, and it could be discouraging if you if you don't have that fire inside. It'll it'll part of my language, but it'll kick your ass if you don't have that fire inside. So you got to keep that fire burning no matter what. But um, one of the most Dang, I have so many. I'm gonna give you one or two. Um, one lady was blind, and I, I swear she was blind. And and, and, and like I, I don't know what made me come up to her, but I was like, "Yo, you a beautiful woman, older, you know, older sister." And I gave her a big hug, and I let her take her hand and like rub my waves so she could feel my hair. And you know, and she was like, "You know what? Buy his book." You know, and she told her sister to buy the book and read it to her. And because she said, like, my voice and my energy, I, I, she felt like I was a good person. So that was really touching. You know, um, one time I was just out here pushing, and I came out, and, and, I, and I, I write Queen, and I felt like, huh? Yeah, I'm being interviewed. And I, I felt like everything was hopeless. You know, for, like, not hopeless, but I was just stressed out. And this guy came up to me, and he bought the book from me with 100 singles. And I was just like, I just kind of like, you know, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? But let me give you one, one defining moment. Just like I have a bunch of them. I, I have nowhere to live. I was homeless, and it was a blizzard. It was the, uh, the 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 winter of 2014, and I came outside, and I had, and all I had was a box of 33 books, and I sold those 33 books in the blizzard, in the snow, and um, that's when I was like, yo, God was telling me. Like, yo, don't stop. Like, no matter what, don't stop. You know, it, it damn sure don't mean I'm supposed to be on the street selling books for the rest of my life. Don't get that twisted. You know, I'm marketing. I'm putting things into commercial, all types of stuff. But it did tell me, like, yo, this is your calling, man. If you don't have nothing else, you have this, you know? So what in your life motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it? Um, Just... Things that motivate me, or a few things that motivate me, is uh, the fact that um, I know that every day is gonna be a prosperous one. Like I, I know I'm gonna learn something new today, or I'm gonna develop something new today. So I, I'm usually excited to wake up to see what the day holds, you know, entails. And um, that's really what motivates me every single day. The fact that this is not a job; it's more of something I love to do. So that in itself, it's just enough. Okay. Uh, what are you passionate about in your life? Maybe like views, social views, or just what are you passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about family. Um, I'm passionate about um, legacy, um, leaving something, leaving a mark. So that's another thing that you know I, that pushes me forward to, and that motivates me every morning to wake up and continue doing what I'm doing. So um, I'm truly, truly passionate about that, and. Um, just learning, you know, learning new things, learning something that I didn't know about yesterday, you know, and just continue to push forward. So that's uh, that's what kind of pushes me forward and that motivates me and that um, I'm passionate about, um, besides family, of course, and um, just the will to want more, you know. Right. And the last one is, what is your current occupation? Do you like your job about it? And what about it do you like? Um, you can answer just in the sense of like what you do here and yeah. you know like what are your goals for what you do and yeah. you know moving forward and all that well I mean I'm a creative director um, so I oversee you know, obviously the 
creativeness of whatever I'm dealing with, even if it's um, curating a store, or if it's you know remodeling uh, a room, um, if it's uh, doing a photo shoot or uh, producing or directing a movie or a video, um, but mainly it's fashion. You know, I do you know photo shoots and uh, fashion shows and stuff like that, and I help people with that. So that's, you know, me being a visionary and a creative director. And so I direct, you know, what, where I see things and where they should be and where they should go. Um, so I love what I do. Um, and that's what I do here at the BKA station. And I do that also with Oliver New York, the brand. And I also do that with Lifestyle and Luke and Laura and, you know, uh, helping people that I know um, freelancing with um, big corporations as well. Um, so yeah, so that's what I usually do, and I'm just trying to brand myself and become bigger, um, and one day work for a bigger fashion house along with you know still creating my own. Anything else you want to add? Just try to. Yeah. I mean, it's your story, so it's right. Like, you know, kind of like what what would you want people to know about you in the sense of like what you do and you know um, even outside of what you do, but like if someone needs to know one thing about you, what would that be? Um. I'm really behind the scenes kind of person. <clears throat> I don't like being like in the front. I'm kind of forced to. And I'd much rather be kind of behind the scenes and making moves. So that's one thing about me that people probably don't know. Um, I feel awkward sometimes when I'm seen either like on the street or like in the airport and people know who I am. Um, it feels kind of weird because you know, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. You know, I want to be a person that, um, you know, kind of like sets the standard of like being very important behind the scenes that help other people who want to be in the frontier of things be more important. You know, like the guy that's behind the scenes usually are usually probably most likely is, is, is more important than the person that you see. You know, they, they, they direct things and they court, you know, coordinate things and curate things. So that's who I am, you know. I'm big on that, and um, you know that's just that's just what I what I do and what I love to do. So basically, what motivates you to like wake up every day and like get going, like get grinding, like what is your what's your bread and butter? Um, what motivates me every day is the new allure for a challenge and a goal that I set for myself. Um, I'm only 31, but I I think so far ahead. I always think it's like 20, 30 years above where I'm at right now because I want to see how I can just encompass all the time that I have in a normal day. And a day for anybody else is a 9 to 5 and then they do whatever. But for me, it's 24 hours, 365, seven days a week. And I want to just have the ability to have no regrets and wake up with the drive and the passion to just accomplish all my goals. And I'm always thinking of something new to be a part of and the challenges that I know I'm going to foresee. But with the resiliency and the positivity and the optimism that I, I, a trait that I know I have, it just gets me going every day. And I, I don't see any anything not worth going for. You know? So that's what motivates me. Just a new day, new life, new breath, and just the ability to have a chance to accomplish all my goals the sense of like so just talk about what you do what your current occupation like what yeah talk about what you do and 
what it entails and what it's about and kind of like a day-to-day in the sense of like your job. Okay. Um, well, I'm part owner and a COO of ACA Branding Agency, and what we are is a full-service marketing, advertising, events, public relations, uh, printing agency. Uh, our, our services range from advertising creations, commercials, media, printing, um, graphics arts, uh, website designing, and uh, brand consulting. And my normal day-to-day is, it, it could take me from A to Z, but uh, zero to 100. I have a, currently right now, I'm servicing about five clients in, in different industries, and we specialize working in, within motion picture, sports, entertainment. We work with 501c3 charitable organizations. We're also New York City uh, vendors for the New York State and New York City uh, agencies. And we also work within um, musicians, actors, actresses, uh, what else, uh, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, physicians. So a lot of the clients that I have currently are real estate development companies, a church, uh, motivational speakers, uh, comedians, and everything is just something new each day. We have new goals, new challenges, and new accomplishments that we need to achieve. And I could be at one minute in the meeting, and then the next I'm at a special event, networking, or I'm, I'm backstage at a concert, or um, I'm presenting something to a new client that can benefit their, their, uh, their brand or their business. Or I could be shooting commercial. There's always something that's new and, and, and fresh, and, and I come up with these creative ideas to help assist my clients in any way possible. So, you know, at ACA, we're like the go-to guys for anything and everything, marketing, branding, and we've been very successful at what we've been able to um, create these last eight years is to be uh, the, the, the number one agency in Brooklyn, but not only in just Brooklyn, but in the United States itself because of all the work that we you know, showcase these last couple of years. So I feel good. The brand is still building. The brand is still growing. And as COO, my normal day is operations and sales, finance, uh, and dealing with uh, employees, and just making sure all the um, goals and all the jobs are getting uh, satisfied every single day correctly and, and that the business is growing and expansion is going in the right path. Um, you know, if you want to talk about it, up to you, like, name, like, talk about, like, one of the, I guess, one of the, you know, in the sense of, like, ACA and how long you guys been working, like, name one of the, uh, successful, like, like, the top, like, yo, this is, like, the top achievement for ACA thus far, you know what I'm like, talk about it, it could be, like, a story, like, yo, this is one client that we had that was... You know, we had to do something for like this client, and it, like it was amazing because we had to do this and that and this, and it came out really crazy. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, okay. I have a number of top achievements that uh, ACA has accomplished uh, is a couple of them, and uh, one that comes to mind right now is a very famous comedian actor. Uh, his name is Kevin Hart. Uh, about in 2010, so it's about five years ago. 
we uh, wanted to, me and my partners wanted to produce a comedy show in Long Island at the NYCB Theater. And um, one of the comedians at the time that we thought we can get within our budget was Kevin Hart. And due to, uh, you know, me meeting somebody else and they introduced me to his manager and then his manager didn't know who we were as first-time producers of a comedy show, they, you know, was kind of reluctant to, you know, have us book him for an actual show in a, in a secondary market that's not in New York, it's in Long Island, to uh, book him for a big concert show like that because we're fresh out the gate. We didn't, we just wanted to do a big comedy show, that's it. And then the powers that be that owns the theater was Live Nation, which is another big conglomerate company that, you know, is a monster in themselves. They don't know who we are as, as, as well. And we're green, we're fresh. We, all we knew, we just wanted to put this show together. And they was reluctant to even give us the, the show as well. And then, you know, with, with drive and, and the passion and the fight, with endless meetings and trying to convince these two powers uh, Kevin Hart's management team and Live Nation that we could actually pull this off. We finally got the opportunity with no assistance from them, not even from Kevin's side or not even from Live Nation's side, to pull off the show and probably one of the biggest comedy shows they ever had in the theater. Uh, it was, the seats, seating is about 2,800. We pat, pat, surpassed that about 500 extra people where we had to even turn away folks at the, at the night of the show. And from there, the accomplishment was not only selling out the show, is that we acquired Live Nation as a client to do other shows and other productions, and then we also acquired Kevin Hart as a client to be a lily pad and a launch pad for his career. And you know, we have you know we are recognized for that that uh, that we assisted Kevin with his career. We was able to get him on you know to host the BT Awards. He was an endless interviews he had um, did other shows off the leverage of our show and then the leverage of our show actually introduced him into live nation and that's where you get all these tours that he was on from the last five years because live nation got introduced to him to us and then that took off from there and then uh another accomplishment was working doing our launch party at the 4040 club and doing such a great job in, in launching our own agency that we was had the ability to work with Jay-Z and the 4040 Club and, and basically host all their special events and be a agency on record for that company as well. You know, and then you know, all the other uh, stuff just kept trickling down through the leverage that we built through all the, um, the clients that we worked with in the past, from Kevin... Kevin's uh, project led to working with 50 Cent and doing a comedy show with him. Um, working with Hospitality Suite like 4040 allowed us to work with brand companies such as Jaguar, uh, Sprite, Best Buy, and so forth. And then just, just keep uh, climbing the ladder and just building those relationships with some replicable companies that you heard of and, and we're proud to be the ones that assisted them with their brand. For the last eight years. Yeah. Um, one last question. Uh -huh. So, what is the favorite part? Uh, what's your favorite part about the job? I mean, outside of, I guess, meeting like you know more, let's say, meeting celebrities mm -hmm. or like you know networking. Like, what is what at its core is 
favorite part of your job? Okay. Um, the, my favorite part of the, the 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 business and the job is is seeing seeing people with a vision and helping them and assisting them with their their vision and their goals and actually succeeding at it. You know, um, as coming up for myself, I always wanted to be within the entertainment business, but also be an entrepreneur. But I didn't know what kind of facet that was going to be. And I always thought about being in front of the camera or being in the limelight. But then as time surpassed, I started seeing that I'm good at facilitating opportunities for folks and putting them in the right places where they need to grow and, and actually uh, foresee their, their uh, goals coming to fruition. And I enjoy meeting uh, just one Joe Smo. Nobody knows him. You know, he just just very passionate about what they do, and and uh, just basically putting all their their uh, their goals into one central focus and helping them achieving them. You know, whatever way I can, as far as you know, do the marketing and the branding, putting them in the right space at the time, there yeah, where they can you know actually get some recognition. Maybe you're an artist and you want to meet this super producer and you crank out of the best album that you ever created and then now you, you take off from there. Or you're, you're uh, uh, a comedian and you just want to get 15 seconds of fame and I put you on a stage and then next thing you know, you're in thousands of movies after that. You know, I just want to, I, I just love the fact of creating those spaces where uh, talented people, with, uh, good-hearted people as well, that are able to succeed in what they love doing and I love helping others so that's why you know with the agency it just gives me more of a professional light to do so and we you know are able to work with just about anybody and it's, it feels good so the first question I'd like to ask everybody is mm -hmm. what motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it like what's your motivation what's, what inspires you oh man it's a good question um, for me my inspiration just comes with like making my ideas real, you know? You, as a kid, you grow up, you think, oh, man, like, I want to be an astronaut, or I want to own a business, or, you know, I want to be an NBA player. Like, there was never a moment, or there is never a moment in my life where, like, I can't make my idea real. So anything I think of, I just do, especially if I'm 100% committed to it. You get a million ideas a day, oh, why don't we do this, why don't we do that? I commit to something that I like, and I do it. And it's just, it's just been like that since I've been little. You know, everything that I've, not to sound crazy, but everything that I've wanted to do, I've pretty much set in place to do and am doing. So that feels good, you know? Right. Yeah. Same. I try. I yeah. mean, now now that I'm in a space now where I can do more than, you know, I could do before. Just yeah, yeah. Resources, money, and time and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I feel the same way. Yeah, um, and then, of course, legacy. You know, I want, my family isn't like, multi-millionaires and I would love to be the example to set like not just financially but just like wow look at Malik damn he's like I got a little brother that look, looks up to me so like I want him to say that's my big brother you know I mean he's like that now but imagine when I'm like when he finds out what I'm really into he's like whoa this guy like I want to be like him just you know being that role model so that's cool too kind of the opposite for me because I'm the youngest of four Ooh, you got but, big pants huh? right 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 but at the same time it's like they recognize what I'm doing yeah yeah so it's like if anything I want to kind of like have my older sibling say yo that's my little brother yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean that's cool too that's <laughs> yeah, cool yeah, too yeah yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so I don't really have like the little 
brother that could like look up to me. It's kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. I got people like looking at me, but at the same they want to see what you're doing. They're yeah, kind of yeah. like inspired by what I'm doing. Yeah, so. of course. I mean, yeah, it's a process, you know. Like he's like, yo, I'm gonna be an NBA player. I'm like, man, you an NBA player? I'm at every game. I can say, yo, that's my little brother. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So um, when it comes to like ideas, like how did Project Dropbox come about? Well, man, when I was in elementary, middle, even high school, like, I, I mean, I just had an infatuation with just, not even just sneakers, but, with, you know, streetwear, like, Stussy, like, I got my first Stussy shirt, and I went crazy, I had to be, like, 12, but that's kind of, like, when I, like, started collecting sneakers, and I would, I, my, you know, my mom was doing well, we were doing well, she's a single mom for a little bit, and um, before she got married, like, she would, I would be the kid in school with, like, the cool kicks, you know, like, I had something cool on, whether it was my kicks and my jeans, but, you know? And um, I had a lot of friends who just weren't as uh, fortunate, you know, like some kids would come to school with holes in their sneakers, some kids would come to school with like holes in their pants, jeans, pants, you know, and like me personally, I would feel bad. You know, most kids get made fun of or you would see other kids making fun of them. And no, I, I couldn't at the moment, you know, speak up on it or do anything for them. But, you know, I always promised myself that, um, if I ever had the chance or the ability to, I would. So maybe fast forward out of college, you know, I started up this uh, e-commerce shop and it was doing cool. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm out here selling all these sneakers on the side. I'm selling the streetwear and I, I got all these aspirations to open a sneaker store one day. I was like, why don't I try to do something uh, and give back? So, of course, still at this point, I'm just a young millennial in Brooklyn and I don't um, have the millions of dollars that I want yet. So I was like, you know what? Got an idea. There was a new boutique that opened up in uh, Crown Heights called Alumni. I watched it for a very long time just to see the the foot traffic and, you know, how people took to it. And it was cool because it was unique in its own sense. People didn't, like, really, uh, you know, know about the stuff or get that type of quality merchandise in Crown Heights. So I reached out via this site, you know, and I got in touch with this guy. His name is Jay Key. Oh, man, Jay Key put me on. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, you know, so many different things were just falling into place. And it said Project Dropbox. Originally, it wasn't called Project Dropbox. It was called the Kick Dropbox. The Kick. Yeah, the Kick Dropbox. Yeah, that's what it was called. But with the rebranding of my e-commerce shop, I said, why don't I rebrand this as well? Um, I got in touch with Healing Souls. Steve, uh, who owns that, you know, he was more than help, helpful with getting, helped me get this started. And he's like, man, whatever you need, you know, as long as you're doing it for a genuine cause. And that took off. Then my son, my friend Mercedes, she owns Kim Moore. She's like, whatever you need, I got you. And one thing led to another. So pretty much fast forward after last year, we had three stores. This year we have six. You know, we gave out maybe like 150. This year we've given out about like uh, 200. 300 so it's it's growing you know and the plans that we have for it are just getting better so yeah man project dropbox is tight like <laughs> you know you don't you again it's just an idea like you, you can always try to plan and be progressive behind an idea but then when you actually see it take off and you're not even just seeing it from you being in it but just seeing it from people like doing video and content like i just showed you like that's just crazy you know it's like it's actually happening you know that's a surreal moment for me but yeah project dropbox is something that i plan to do forever if i can so yeah, good cool. stuff i mean how does it feel for you if you don't mind how old are you 
23. Okay, yeah. dope. So for you, like, how how does it feel or, like, is like how does it feel to kind of like be the founder of something in the sense that you are running running an organization running a business like I mean I was did you go to, I mean did you go to school for stuff like that yeah like, okay. yeah so I mean from my early age so when I started high school I started I didn't I had no I didn't realize where I was I was next to the stock exchange I went to high school next to the stock exchange a block away from Wall Street I did when I by the time I was in my sophomore year I had three internships under my belt so business was literally pumped into me. Like, and the funny thing is it was always around architecture too. Not, I don't have any interest in it, but you appreciate so much more working in the real estate architecture kind of business. But yeah, man, it was just pumped into me. I knew stocks by the time I was like 16, I was watching the stock market. You know, it was just crazy, just crazy. Things that the average teenager wouldn't do, but it was just me and my peers. Like the, it was a small high school, it is a small high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew, I always said, like, you know, I wanted to do marketing when I got out, and I still do. I still have a really good passion for marketing, um, but once I left high school, it was like, hmm, maybe I can do this in a way where it's mine, you know, and I can convey it through businesses, and I can kind of put my interest in sneakers behind it, and it, you know, just, again, everything just fell into place. With my knowledge of what I knew, some research, and, you know, a couple connects here and there, everything just came to fruition you know I guess you just it's true what they say you work hard you play hard you aspire and things happen they do and I, I've been blessed that nothing negative has happened yet you know like it's crazy like I wake up and I'm like dude like you're doing it you're really doing it you know there's nothing in your way so um, yeah just being in that environment from young I got it all I got it all like balancing books I was doing accounting homework during lunch like it was just crazy but um, yeah I'm, I'm happy I went to school in the Wall Street area Fi die as they call it you know? so yeah yeah um actually is that is it the high school off of a Bowling Green it's like you go out of Bowling Green and then you walk up like a block or two and then it's on like the side the side street it's there. it's through a side street there so uh pretty much it's the alleyway and then there's big house pizza and in front of big out well through the alleyway there's mm-hmm. two high schools actually it's leadership and there's high school economics and finance and mm-hmm. i went to echo and finance and that's the bigger one or the... it's the no it's actually a yellow and it's the shorter one but there's a bridge between both high schools oh okay gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah all right i'm probably thinking about the one that is closer to the pizza spot but it's like on the corner I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're probably talking about leadership. Uh, yeah, is that yeah. leadership? Yeah, I think that's leadership. And, okay, because I actually know a homeboy. Well, I actually know somebody that went there. Went there, um, yeah, yeah. His name is... Gene. Uh, uh, yeah, is Gene. yeah. I, I was the kid in high school who was cool. I was a big nerd, but I was cool, I was cool with everyone. Same. So, <laughs> Same. Yeah, I actually ended up being prom prince. And, like, you know, I like to think I'm a handsome guy. So, it was cool. Like, I had a good balance. It was a smart, cool kid who got flying, like, kept his head. You know, I got in trouble once in a while. I was, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, I was a kid, you know. But um, it was good. It was good. Like, high school was good. Like, life is just good. You know, I tell like, to people, and they're like, bro, like, you're over-exaggerating. But life has just been great. Like, I think I'm, I've had enough happiness in my life to be prepared for anything bad, you know. Like, it's just, you can't stop it. You know, I'm just happy. <laughs> like, life is, 
Life is just positive, man. Good vibes. But um, yeah, no, high school was cool. Just to, to answer your question about the, the being the like found like I don't think about that stuff like the creative director or the f- organizer of I mean I put the title down because it's proper business etiquette but I don't really care I don't want to say I don't care but that's not it doesn't mean anything to me yet because I haven't manis- manifested fully what I want to do so until that time comes and they're walking up to me and saying who are you or what do you do and then I can give you a title because right now I mean. Nine to five in here, you know. <laughs> right. I'm not free yet. Yeah. I will be, but I'm not yet. So I got you. Yeah. All right. Um, then I guess the last question I got is, so out of this experience from when you started Dropbox to now, mm-hmm. um, you know, just talk about your most memorable moment. Like, what, what's like one moment you can kind of think of at the top of your head for like, Dropbox? I mean, Dropbox for you in, yeah. in general, just in the sense of this journey or yeah, yeah. whatever, Man. Like, what you've been doing so far. Like that one moment. It's like. Lot. So that I just kind of like pops to my like yeah, yeah you know I remember this time when and it's just like yeah it was just like crazy it was great oh uh, well I can give you two good times one time um it was our fr- it was at Meatloaf Kitchen which was the only place that would take us when we first started this thing thanks to everyone at Meatloaf Kitchen um but they were the first organization to take us and um they pretty much you know they pretty much just had a crazy amount of people come in for food and the food was actually good good stuff um and this guy right came in he wasn't like in the best shape but he was really polite right i never forget this guy he was like he was like all on all i need is shoes I was like, what size are you the best he was one of the first people that walked up to the table too so maybe that's why i remember him so well but <clears throat> the best thing that happened was like i gave him a pair of shoes right and he he looked at them he sized them up against his foot, you know his size, he was like, I gotta have these, right? And he smiled. Dude, I literally, I literally almost went to tears when this first happened, but he was like, man, like, you don't know what you just did for me. And I was just like, ah, oh, don't do that to me right now, bro, don't do it. Don't do that to me right now. He was, um, he was just really happy, man. Um, and and I, I just started to get used to that just throughout the day. Cause like, people are like, thank you, you know, I mean, just because you're homeless doesn't mean you're not human. And I think, I think that's what a lot of people forget, you know. Like, I was on a train the other day. I'm sorry to cut. No, I was on the train the other day, and um, there was this homeless guy. He was laid up. He was laying across the bench, which, of course, I know was not prohibited. You know, he's supposed to sit up or whatever. And it was, he didn't smell anything. People just would move away uh, from the part of the car. And I'm like, I, I sat down. I was like, I mean... What's wrong? I, he's not. He doesn't. He's not petting a rat. You know. He's like linked up at this point now. He's just swear. I don't know. I don't, I think people. A lot of people forget that like everyone needs help. You know. And I know a lot of people get caught in their lives, but there's always someone you got a lot worse than you. You know. You sitting there judging is not helping anyone. Not you or, or anyone else. But that was one good time. <clears throat> Another good time in this journey is when I first did the business incorporation and I got it in the mail with my uh, certificate. Oh man, I felt like a badass. I was like, I own it <laughs> and it's all mine. And um, yeah, man, it was that, that, I mean, now I know how easy it is to start a corporation, but <clears throat> that was, that was really cool. That was pretty tight, man. But yeah, man, I'm enjoying this journey. I want to see where it takes me. It's, life has been good thus far. And again, man, the more positive you do, 
the better things are. That's true. I'm a firm believer in that. You aspire to do good. You aspire to be the best you can, and shit, man. Life just takes off. Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow or subscribe to Minute Man New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Do you have a minute?